Everybody, how's it going? Yo, I'm excited for this. We waited a long time to do this right. Me and Angel talked about this on his podcast years ago about maybe producing something and doing something together. And over a year later, post it took a whole pandemic, but we got this podcast going. Everybody was like so niche. They're just like, I need to do something. I need to do something. And it pushed a lot of people to start doing shit. So hell yeah. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, since I saw you last time, you moved locations. Your setup's completely different, and um, and now we're able to you know finally do this podcast. So thank you, big thank you to Angel for getting this going. And uh, like I said, this is our first episode, so it's gonna just be a comedy podcast, New Mexico lifestyle, wellness, cannabis, hip hop, shoes, whatever we do. This is just that's all we do. This life, dog, yeah. life. Talk about our shows. Um, you know, I've been doing comedy in Albuquerque for over four years now. Of course, we had the year of the pandemic, but still try to do as much as we could. Angel's been doing comedy for how long now here in Albuquerque? I've been about killing it now for about a year. There we go. And, and you know what? I really appreciate like somebody that's a really strong up-and-comer. Angel has always had the right approach, and I told him that from the beginning. And I like to work with people that are just driven. Um, for those of you that doesn't know, Angel doesn't just do comedy. He's a musician. He does uh, Twitch streaming gaming streaming so you can see this guy give him your platforms real quick oh man this we have guy, a different audience for you now this guy literally is way too nice uh yeah i just do a bunch of shit on twitch youtube fucking got the podcast literally just google muse me tv okay it turned into this i mean muse me tv is now something i should be producing now a production exactly. company where i'm just helping other comedians make them want to do something more and produce because dude we all have stuff to talk about we all have niches we all have an audience and podcasting now is the way to go i don't care what anybody says i'm so excited to do this that way we can reach a different audience and you know i have family members that always just like they come see me host shows and they want to hear us talk longer they just want to hear what's going on in the life so it's a good way to keep people updated on our schedules so that'll be like the first thing i want to hit you guys with is hopefully this drops sunday so hopefully y'all are chilling it's a nice sunday for you guys to listen to the first episode of this podcast and um, this is my first weekend off in three months. So since things have opened up, I've toured every weekend, first weekend home in three months and having off, but we're doing the first episode of the podcast. But my next show is next Saturday, Albuquerque, July 26th. I'm doing comedy for recovery. Um, so you'll find that location. Check my Instagram for that, Zacabeta Comedy. The night after Sunday, I'm actually doing a Sunday night show at Red Velvet, Psychedelic Psycho. It's like a Really cool um, psychedelic What's comedy his name? show. Tom Bomb. Yeah, Tom Bomb, <laughs> yo. That's a fun, yeah. And you know what? I'm, I'm happy he reached out because he's reached out to me when I was in, I think, Colorado, and, or either Colorado or Arizona. That's how all over the place I've been. But he hit me up for a show, and I already had something. And as soon as he commented, I'm like, dude, it's a Sunday. I have nothing going on. I'm there. So next Saturday, Sunday, I'll be in Albuquerque, um, July 8th. I'm excited for this one. 
I'm gonna be headlining a show in El Paso, Texas. My Damn. first time in El Paso, headlining, and I'm bringing the boys along. I'm bringing Maverick McWilliams, it's all the way coming back from OKC and Josh Fournier, and that's like that's that's the three amigos right there. That's tres friends in English. So anytime I could bring those dudes and we could do a show together, it's it's just so much fun being around. And that's why I started comedy with. For you, for those of you that don't know, Maverick and Josh, both Albuquerque um, comedians, but at this point have moved and are doing their thing in other places. Maverick's in Oklahoma City. He's killing it. He hosts at Bricktown Comedy Club. <clears throat> and you know Josh is skinwalking everywhere. Hey, dude, that guy literally ends up everywhere. Like, just everywhere. He, he ends up posting like, hey, guys, yeah. just ended up in Arizona. He's Teleported some, to Arizona. Yeah, he's at some casino right now just doing Instagram stories. <laughs> right? Oh, man, that's hilarious. But he's in the Four Corners area. He's killing it. He's everywhere. He's in Durango probably every week. Here so, it is. That's what I was looking for, this bad boy. Let's see. Yeah, so the three of us will be in uh, El Paso, Texas, <laughs> July 8th, Thursday at Mona Bar. Yes. You know what? I'm happy you brought up that picture because that means a lot to me. That was my first theater headlining show ever. Yeah. <clears throat> and, um, you know, where we at in comedy, we don't even get to perform in theaters that often. So to be able to headline in a theater, that was in Durango at the Strader Theater in their, like, hotel, like that historic hotel right on Main Street. And uh, unfortunately, this theater's shut down now. So I'm really happy I got to not only perform here several times, but also headline a show of my own and bring my two best friends along. So that's where that picture comes from. And that, so that means a lot for sure right there. Dope. Yeah, so July 8th, El Paso, Mona Bar. And then excited right after that, we're going to be July 9th, Cities of Gold, north of Santa Fe, the casino, Cities of Gold Casino. And I got Maverick, I got Josh, and I'm also bringing Cody Dove and Luis Powell along. Dope. Some of my favorite people in Albuquerque. Um, and then the next day, I have my first show in Santa Fe. Very excited to announce we're doing a show right off the plaza, historic Santa Fe Plaza at the Apothecary Lounge. Um, so 7 and 9 p.m., two shows in Santa Fe. So y'all come out to that, those northern New Mexico heads. And where's the best <coughs> way that they probably can find all that? Just it, They'll probably find it on your social media. They don't have to yes. go buy the tickets anywhere or nothing like that. Um, so tickets will be at the door. That'll all, um, you know, yeah, Cities of Gold will also be at the door. Um, I believe there might be a link online, so check their casino website. But Santa Fe for the Plaza Apothecary, we're just going to be doing that at the door. We will have like a square reader, so you know we will be taking card. That one's going to be fun, man. It's like an underground venue. It's intimate, like 50, 60 people. That's why we're going to do two shows to turn it over quick to gotta get as much audience in there. And being where it is in Santa Fe, I feel we're going to have a ton of foot traffic. It'll be an easy show to pack in for sure. So. so that's funny that you mentioned the cities of gold because uh, when I used to live up in Taos with my grandpa and shit. Okay. Oh my god, that's the casino. Oh, old people for whatever reason do a casino run all the way from Santa Fe back to Taos. Like they hit all like cities of gold, oh, yeah. fucking Camel Rock. Fucking, Camel Rock, dog. What's the other one? Uh, Buffalo, Buffalo Thunder. Thunder. Buffalo Thunder. Yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. There's a, there's yeah. even one in Espanola. It used to be called Spana. the Big Rock. It used to be there called is, the Big okay, Rock, yeah. but I can't remember. I don't remember that one, dude. Lowrider capital of the world. Mm. Shout out Espanola. Dude, oh my God. Espanola is a crazy place, Wild, man. It, it's so, so, so you pretty. Grew, but you grew up uh, like doing that like, grandpa whole, yeah. that hit the casinos. Did he bingo? Did your grandpa no, bingo? No, he's a slot guy. <laughs> slot, okay. It's the slots, So dude. I remember when I grew up, my grandma in Santa Fe, she was the bingo lady, right, for sure. And she would go to the same casinos. But I remember she had the bingo stampers. And they look, they look like sick-ass markers, but she would be pissed if you used them. And you, you, I bet not only one card, 
Not only five cards. Oh, no. A whole table of cards, everything. bro. I'm stamping up that whole... That's what probably started off like hip-hop graffiti for me. <laughs> when I really think back to that, that's old school graffiti grandma bingo stampers. Right? By the up. time you know yeah. it, she's already drawn an S oh, somewhere. Oh, yeah. Just stamping quesadillas and tortillas <laughs> all over the kitchen. That's some real shit. You know what? I'm like... So, yeah. So, cities... Going back. So, July 8th, El Paso. July 9th, Cities Gold. July 10th, Santa Fe. Catch us marking up some bingo stampers. And uh, you got anything on hell? On hell, you'll see them every week. First of all, uh, Inside Out Mondays, right? Yeah, I'm always trying to hit every open mic that I can. Okay. I need to hit the Santa Fe one. I guess there's a Santa Fe open mic called at the Chili Lime Brewery. That's on a Wednesday, right? Yeah, by the Wayward yeah, Comedy we'll, Group. Maybe we could take a cruise out there and uh, do some sets and promote the Santa Fe shows. Yeah, dude, that looks it looks dope. Uh, they always say they have a good crowd there. Very up and coming like funny like yeah. it's, it's a good room that's cool it's yeah, and you know what? i've never been there um i just need to make the cruise you know me and on hill both work you know we're both comedians we both do other things but we both have day jobs so that's the hardest dude i'm yeah. surprised i i still don't know how you guys do it i'm still i'm still trying to adapt to it man and there's so many times i'm at work it's like why the fuck am i working i hear all these stories <laughs> about comedians that are just like Yo. I gave up and I tried it and at least I'm doing something different. I'm just like, fuck, I'm so scared. Yo, so I finally cut back like, and I, not much, but just like four hours a week just to put a little bit more time in and be able to producing these shows because Canteen and Albuquerque will also be coming back. So wait for that date. Um, so I'm going to have three live shows, the podcast. So I just need a little bit more time for that as well as being booked on everything I have. Yeah. Um, I have another show in August. I think that's August 21st in Farmington at the casino out there. I was surprised, too, how you guys get booked spontaneously as it's well. Wild. You, like, literally, you probably can get a call tonight about something on Sunday if you can make it. So last weekend was a perfect example. Of, uh. <laughs> um, for real. I uh, Shout out to Roswell, New Mexico. I just got back for last weekend. I did two shows out there at the Liberty Foundation. Um, um, this dude Josh brought me out really nice and like exactly like you said I received a Facebook message that was like my buddy Joe recommended you for a show we need an opener um, can you come out and we set up the deal I in it this was on a Friday they wanted to be the next Friday we didn't confirm this till Tuesday so Tuesday I confirmed a two weekend shows yeah. Friday and Saturday you know, called the pops. You already know my pop. Y'all guys will see that my dad on this show for sure. But my dad rolls with me to shows. He's the fucking dude. He's the man. Um, so he cruised out with me. We got a room. And just like that, from Tuesday to Friday, I'm in Roswell doing sold out shows. And it was it was a nuts audience, dude. 250 people plus each night. Damn. So we'll get some uh, pictures for that for sure. I have some pictures. So we'll send it, o- send it over so we could add it in. Um yeah, so that was really fun. Roswell has a really cool audience. Maybe I'll even add in a couple clips just so you can see how fun they were. I uh, I did this act out. For those of you guys that see my comedy, you know I'm super silly. I really don't talk about anything political. I just, that's just who I am in my real life, though. If you know me, you know I'm silly. I just like to have fun. And that's a lot of my comedy on stage. And I did an act out that got this applause break. That that was probably one of the best applause breaks I ever got. But the fact that it was just on an, an me doing silly act outs and... It was a wrap-up of the joke, of course, but still, like, Roswell really came out, so shout-out to them, and, and like you said, spontaneous shows, and this being my first weekend off, um, next weekend I'm right back to it, two shows, three the following weekend, and it's just, it just continues like It's that. a grind. It's, yeah. it's a grind. It's a job, too. Like, if you really want to make it a dedicated thing, you just got to keep going at it. Like, 
I can see where I flop because I'm not there's some times where I'd like oh fuck whatever I didn't hit every open mic this week and then the next week when I do I'm just yeah. like wow I totally feel that fucking lag well you know it, the, you see the growth and you gotta like everybody wants you know quick success or like instant gratification right it's way easier to get off work and stop and get like some fast food than it is to go home and cook a healthy meal that like instant gratification but the long term gratification you get from comedy and the patience that you put into it really pays off like for example I did my last Colorado run a few weeks ago I did eight shows in four days and filled my comedy sketch most comedy I've done in there in the, a short amount of time I was in Fort Collins Shout out to the Comedy Fort, David Rodriguez. That was an amazing club. Brand new, but an amazing club in Fort Collins. Thursday night. Friday night, I was at the Comedy Lounge. Two shows, and then I did the Dead Room Basement Show, which is a really fun show. Shout out to my homies, Dead Room Comedy, the Durango Boys, and Jeff Stonic. Um, and then same thing, Saturday, three shows. Sunday, I did a show in Colorado Springs. And just like you said, a lot of people don't realize, um, you know, a lot of times for sh runs like that, I put more money into that run than I made, right? I may make 40 bucks a show here, 20 bucks a show there, but when you're putting money into hotel rooms, food all day, gas, where we're at in comedy between me and Angel and the next level, we spend more money than we make. Yeah. So these runs are taxing and granted I had great spots, I did some really good clubs out there um, and I was thinking on the drive back, cause I drove, like I said, I drove back after Colorado Springs. So after Sunday, I didn't have money to get a room, so it's like, let's make this cruise, five hours home, it is what it is, cruise home, and on the way I was like thinking about all the things that takes to go into this, but at the same time, four years ago when I did my first run to Denver, I went out there just to do open mics. Damn, see, and that's, the uh, you gotta spend money to make money. Exactly. That's, I mean, that's, that's all that, that like, is. scared money don't make none. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? right there, but. But it's true, it's so true. Same thing in Durango, man, like, Shout out Josh, like hopefully we get to get him on as one of our first guests. You know, I love Josh Fournier. He's in that Four Corners area and he used to tell me about this open mic in Durango. Um, Laugh Therapy was in this cool venue, underground. It was like a little comedy club style and it would get like 80 people there for an open mic, dude. And that's better than any show we have in Albuquerque. Yeah. And um, so I would head up to this open mic and I was so naive at first, like I would get hotel rooms, I would make a trip out of it. But you're spending so much money, like, before you know it, you're spending hundreds of dollars doing open mics. But it does pay off because now Durango is one of my favorite places to go. When I usually go out there, it's for headlining sets, and they um, show a lot of love. So yeah. it takes years and years. And I've still only done so much in the southwest region. Like, you could we, just, you we could got just so much more to work to do. Dude, uh, yeah, you hear those people talk about New York comedy and shit like that? Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. I could just imagine that like shit, dude. Five, six sets in a night if you could do it, you uh, know? It, it's possible. But that, that's true of, like, almost any big city, right? Like, you can probably hit something like that if you were in Phoenix, right? Yeah, when I was in Phoenix, I uh, same thing. You know, Phoenix, a lot of people ask about Albuquerque comedy. For those of you who don't, don't know, we don't have any comedy clubs here. Zero. So our stage time consists of... Um, so... Go ahead. Open mics at breweries, yeah. coffee shops, literally anywhere that we could squeeze the show in. And that's why I'm setting up so but many shows myself. Go that ahead. wasn't used to happen. It wasn't like that, right? No, we did use – when I was a kid, we did have a comedy club. We had laughs. Okay, that's what I heard mm -hmm. of too. I, I never saw it or anything, yeah, but I, I heard remember, about and it. And I used to live pretty close to it. It was I had an apartment complex we lived in not too far. And I grew up seeing that comedy club. 
But by the time I feel like I was in high school, I feel like it was probably already shutting down. And then, of course, we had the failed comedy club downtown. That was kind of a joke. I think, you know, for those of you. Were you, you a part had, of that or did you were you already in the scene? I mean, when I, that what, happened? I was already in the scene. I, I did the opening night. The funny part is I performed the opening night three hours and 15 minutes into the night. And my first joke was like, yo, and this is just holds truth for you for those, you know, this is just rule. No comedy show should ever be longer than a Lord of the Rings movie. So those of you producing shows, three-hour shows, yo, like that's nobody needs to be in an audience just like, just struggling to laugh still. So, but yeah, that comedy club, unfortunately, I think it was open for less than two weeks. Um, it was just a failed experiment all around. I don't really uh, know the guy that opened it, but it just seemed he was like a bad businessman. He had a bad reputation. So, you know. Comedy in Albuquerque is just tough. That's like the bottom line. Um, but we do have some great shows that are popping up. Like we just said, we have an Inside Out open mic on Mondays uh, hosted by Royal and Holly. And they do a great job at that. That's the closest thing, an open mic to an actual show. They get good audiences. And then there's a new show at Revel hosted by Jamar Hall that he's doing a great job with. They have crazy packed audiences. It's the closest thing to a comedy club atmosphere, especially now that the stage isn't like still isn't doing shows i host at santa Ana star it's a casino out in bernalillo and they have a place there called the stage which they do comedy shows and that's where like the bigger headliners come my first shows i did were actually with steve-o from jackass so that was really fun i got to be like not only his host but his feature as well just him and me and being like a you know we grew up watching jackass man that was yeah, huge to me that's a big deal that was huge just just the fact that like that hit so hard for our era. i remember going to like to middle school and you and your friends just like talking about doing dumb things like You're right yes yeah, so you can even remember them doing the actual jackass thing and the saying all the time like i'm fucking my name's fucking tyler and i'm jumping off <laughs> yeah, a bridge exactly. today yeah and then you would try to recreate it but your shit was just so hood or albuquerque's like my name's jose and i'm about to get jumped into this crew <laughs> <laughs> right yeah i'm jumping uh, down a ditch eh? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dude it's like yeah Bro, it's like, no, my name's Jose, and I'm going to close my grandma's door hard as fuck. See what she does. Yeah, eh? I'm going to close the door all hard, dog. <laughs> you don't think oh. she's not going to react? Yeah, so yeah, so shout out. So Santa Ana Star has big shows. So that's a big feature that you have on your under your belt. That's one of my bigger, yeah, definitely like it, because he's killing it right now in comedy. So that's great. It's cool to see someone transition. Even even if he's not killing it in comedy, Steve-O yeah, is mean, a it's, fucking. It's such a big. I mean, he had any, you know, he has his Albuquerque kind of like legend status because he lived here for a while, and we don't really have too many hometown celebrities, so Steve was definitely like a good one. And yeah, those were fun shows, man. And hopefully, Santa Ana gets us back. I was supposed to do some really good names. Like, I hate to even say them because I've done this before where I'm supposed to open for people. You get booked, oh, yeah. you promote it. And I've had two different occasions where I'm supposed to open for people, and, um, Oh, this is two. Two different games. I only remember I, I'm one. I'm going to say one. I'll say one. The first one, not not so much because they did it properly in the fact that they emailed, even though they booked me as the host for the shows, they emailed the, the club probably about two and a half weeks in advance just saying that they're bringing their own host. Yeah. And this happens a lot. Like for where I'm at in comedy being like hosting clubs or hosting um, bigger venues, a lot of times these people will still bring their own people and then they don't need you after all. And so it's hard because you get excited. You want to promote it. I'm opening up for so-and-so, so-and-so, so-and-so. Yeah. And then that changes. And like the, the roughest one that I will say, though, was I was supposed to open it for Bob Saget. 
Mr. You know America's dad yeah, right. over here, and I'm over here America's stepchild. Well, oh man, <laughs> and so I was I was booked to to host all four shows of his. Um, and basically, what happened is I got the confirmation the week of the show. Basically, they send you an itinerary in your email the week of the show, just um, saying your show times, how many shows you're doing, and gives you casino guidelines because some casinos give you you know certain things you have to follow or certain things you need to say at the show as a host. And um, so I got that itinerary. I show up for the first show, and I knew something. And you got to remember, I promoted this on all my social medias. Bob Saget, dude. You know what I mean? I was psyched. This was. You know my other probably biggest name at that point that I had opened up for, and um, not only being a, a stand-up, you know Bob's an old-school stand-up, and in, if you didn't know, he does a lot of like you think of him as America's dad, but his stand-up is raunchy. Yeah. It, it's it's different. So um, I was really excited. I promoted it. I had friends, family coming out, people wearing my merch. You know, literally like this shirt. Yeah. You know what I mean? And um, Represent. I show up, and as soon as I walk up to the podium or like to the front door where like you know all the staff is, the manager and everybody kind of gave me like a side eye look, and I was like, well, and they're like, why are you here? And I was like, well, I'm, I'm supposed to host the shows this weekend, and they're like, oh, well, we don't think Bob wants a host, and I and I was just so thrown off, and you know, try not to, you know be professional and just see what happens, and they're like, well, let's go check with him and. So I waited at the front, and you know they come back, and they're like, "Yeah, we he doesn't want to host." And this is after being booked, confer- double confirmed, and I had my canteen show that weekend. It was the first time I had to get not only booked, you know, because I produced that show that I've been doing at Canteen Brewery with Maverick. Shout out, and um, I still book and fully produce that show, and that was the first time that I was doing shows at the Star and doing a canteen show. And having a host fill in and and um, so luckily the one benefit of that weekend I was like still able to do my show but it, it was a bummer bro I'm not gonna lie so we go through like you said uh, spontaneous spontaneous yeah you literally thought think it's gonna go down and then all of a sudden that happens I, I could that's pretty crazy but again uh, even in the smaller sense of where I'm at I've that's happened to me too where it's just like out of nowhere Kevin Kennedy will just be like hey on I'll come this Saturday yeah like the night the day of sometimes he's just like you want to do five minutes I'll let you do five minutes and it's just like it seems kind of cool because you know that's kind of like the showcase day for him yeah, he yeah, kind yeah. of finds people for only, that and it's our only Saturday night show really right now yeah so it kind of I get it kind of feels you know I get that little okay. that excitement when he's like spontaneously like oh man I need somebody and I can use you yeah. you want to come in and I was like that's dope hell yeah I appreciate it And but I could just imagine on your level on how that, that feeling is and it's dope it fucking yeah, comedy man. on another level is fucking a really great experience. I never thought I would get into it this much, but uh, going more and more deep into it, it's mm-hmm. just like a niche where just like, God damn, it's fucking hard work for sure. Yo, and you know what? You do so many things. Like, Grant, I'm very lucky to be getting better spots as things continue to, to progress, but I still do wild shows. You know, a few weeks ago, I was in Aztec um, with a group of comedians, yeah. and we did river of souls music festival which was this was a wild i'm not really i've never really been the rave guy i've been to one or so growing up in high school that's never really been my thing personally i'm you know you know i love underground hip-hop that's my stuff um but we got booked to do a comedy show this was the wildest rave ever first of all it was in aztec new mexico which is northern new mexico kind of by durango 
um, and it was in this like it was a river uh, resort so they had lakes and it was pretty cool but bro it had rained all day oh, and, shit. The, and when we got there the ca- comedy show got cancelled because our stage got flooded out for real so all of us comedians are ha- basically hanging out we got some food we're trying to figure out what to do um, trying to make the best out of it and they still end up doing the show and they do the show I'll, well, I'll send you this clip for sure and they do the show and they end up doing it by where people camp out there's like an airstreamer vendors and people's tents and we're just standing there in the rocks with the a microphone with a microphone <laughs> doing this show post rain and but there's a little audience we're making the, we're having fun we're making the best out of it and, you know and I'm a I'm, you know, wrapping up at the, at the end, it's me and Steph and we're doing longer, longer sets, me and Steph Darnell and I'm doing my set and all of nowhere, I just see this car emerge and like pull up to the audience, but not give a fuck, bro. And like, it just kind of slowly keeps creeping. I'm like, what the fuck? And then I see the audience move their chairs and this car just creeps, literally drives through the audience, drives right past me. I, I, this Toyota Camry just crew this lady to just casually cruising like she's on her way to Target for some uh, <laughs> she's like I need to get to that stop over there yeah dude like she's going to get some kombucha from Whole Foods and she's just casually cruising and then she just drives past all of us drives through and then she just four wheels down this like hump in her Toyota Camry and parks <laughs> and I'm like this is wild I'm like uh. I was in Arizona last weekend doing doing some like really good shows with valet parking. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and and now and now like legit nice green rooms. They give you food, and now I'm getting ran over like it's Grand Theft Auto, River of Souls. Uh. And and so yeah, we do all kinds of stuff. We do we do all kinds of stuff, and um, I'll continue to do wild shit. I've done. This is one of the questions for those of you know. Uh, you know, we have an email, fiendcitypodcast at gmail.com. So please send in questions. I will take questions on Instagram. On Hill will repost it on his. But one of the questions I did get was worst road show. Okay. And um, I can't say this was the worst, but this definitely stands out as the funkiest. And it was my first hour set that I ever had to do. And this was at another rave. So this was called One Love Vibration. And this was a rave rave, bro. Like, you had to drive, like, First of all, it was way yeah, way out in the forest. <laughs> we're, we're get we had I was in my little my WRX at least it's all wheel drive, and we were cruising forty five minutes into the forest, just four wheeling, dude. There's nothing out there, and all of a sudden you just pull up to this security guard in the middle of the street. He's basically like this some random ICP fan, <laughs> big and, dude, yeah, right? Dude, just some just some Slipknot brethren, and he's out there, and we he like checks, you know, he's like, who are you? I'm like, I'm a comedian, blah blah blah. And they let us in. We four-wheel into the venue, and we're at the stage three. So we're at the non-music venue. So a lot of times, raves, music festivals have multiple stages because there's so much going on. This was a rave rave, but the weird part is that we're during the day. We're the day act, right? Because they have to have something to fill in entertainment until they start playing music again in the evening. In the night, yeah. Exactly. So they bring us out. And once again, this was three amigos, bro. This was, the jo- this was me, Josh, and Mavericks. I think this is all of our first hour sets we all did an hour i think maverick was smart though because he did he broke his up into two days 30 minute sets but me and josh did did, said screw it let's go full hour on this music festival i got to this set there was burlesque dancers topless bro just nips on the strip uh there was a dog wearing a bikini doing acro yoga Uh. imagine following those acts right you're just 
with an hour of comedy. And and this is the thing for it can't I can't say this is the worst because the set actually went good for for the there was a good group of people. Um, there was like a hula hoop girl, Pat, you know, just like do, taking a casual nap in front of me with booty cheeks. It was the first time I got an ass clap applause break. <laughs> it all happens in the, in the hood, dog, in the forest. So I don't want to say that was my worst, but that was the weirdest. Like you have to drive in the middle of nowhere and, and they're like, you could camp here. So you're like, okay, am I going to camp at this rave? I, and or am I gonna get a hotel drive back? So those are the things you have to realize. So I drop four wheel out of there after my set. So you know, weird shows, dude. Weird. Have you? Where's like your weirdest show you've done so far? Uh, fuck, man. So uh, before I actually started to do comedy, I actually played in a metal band. Uh, oh, okay. We used to play melodic death metal. Melodic death metal. <laughs> melodic death metal and okay. we had a gimmick too yeah. where we would uh, I would wear like spandex like if I was like an 80s glam metal band okay but yet our music was melodic death metal damn boy so it was it was a gimmick it was pretty funny just out there COTB just Dude, cheeks out the back we had a fucking show where it was in the South Valley okay it, 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 at, in the trailer at the south in the South Valley, we went to the trailer, right? And we're like, oh, okay, whatever. We do house shows all the time. A trailer in the South Valley. So, the, if you don't know Albuquerque landscape, South Valley is a desert. The desert hood. There's <laughs> nothing. There ain't no coffee shops out there. No hipsters are in the South Valley. There's not a nice gym. There's basically a taco stand. And, and that's it. And then Walmart that you have a to go, like, <laughs> fucking pretty far to. Yeah, you have to see walk in. But we were going to go play there. We ended up playing in the shed in the backyard. Wh- wow. Which was, to be fair, a really good show. But it was just so crazy. So weird, right? Yeah, where it was at, the people that were there, like, the parents come out they're like oh hey we we enjoy all you got kids and your heavy metal music and shit like that and you're just like holy shit you guys are like 60 drinking with like 15 17 year olds like what the fuck it's It's so wild man it's so wild you'll never know where these weird shows will be fun will be strange you never know what happens the one thing I learned over the last year doing like the pandemic time having to do comedy or trying to find comedy to do is that you don't always need the best atmosphere to do it. I did a, a show at um in Durango and it was just at someone's backyard. They had a huge backyard set up a they had like a little patio as they set up as a stage and um that was one of the funnest shows I did during the whole pandemic, man. They had Durango came out, people just brought camping and lawn chairs. They brought picnic like their food and stuff and then the neighbor like how you said the neighbors in the back were lucky enough because it was so loud that they pulled up with their friends and they had, there was these old Durango people watching us but they had a blast um, so you don't always need you know these perfect A clubs to have a good show oh dude that's where I'm starting to discover mm-hmm. more of how to be like a, a dope comedian is because yeah. if you can get those connections anywhere yeah even if it is in a small club then they'll brag about it to bigger places other dude it's weird how you find your niche but it's it's so badass I mean so I, we jumped right into it, man. And that shit blows I, me away. Yeah, it blows me away. We jumped right into it. So a um, little bit more about me, I guess. I've been doing comedy in Albuquerque for almost five years yeah. now. Uh, but before that, I've been in the hip-hop scene for over a decade. I've been dancing. So that's like, you know, the logo is kind of me doing a hip-hop freeze. Uh, what, it, what are you uh, – what is the title that you call? Uh, put, uh, B-Boy, right? B-Boy, yep. yeah. So, you know, and – 
a play on you know fiend city the name of the podcast comes from so many different things like my nickname since i was in high school was felto a bunch of my friends just called me like switch it up they would call me felto the fiend and it's crazy what that leads into because the hip-hop or like the b-boy crew that i'm in um they're the flavor fiends and this was like came up way later so it's owed to the owed to the crew owed to like my past just and my my tag still on PlayStation, uh, like online PlayStation is Fiend City, so <laughs> catch me up on there. I'm never really playing games anymore. Around here doing comedy, now, uh-huh. but bro, Fiend City's everywhere. So um, you never know where these things come from. So I've been in, in the hip hop scene for a while. I've been breaking, um, have taught classes, battled with the fiends for you know a while now. That's that's the crew for sure. So we're gonna get some of them on because a lot of the crew at this point is doing different things and they're still in the hip hop. The younger cats have grown up and they're killing it. And um, we have people that are doing music now, doing art now, DJing. So, and, and I'm doing comedy. So you see your hip hop family grow and um, it's really cool to see us doing different things. So um, other than that, I work in the cannabis industry. So we definitely have some people in the cannabis industry on. 420 friendly. Yeah, this is definitely a 420 friendly podcast. So Sunday, get your coffee, spark up. Um, me and Angel are, you know, we both love 420 friendly events. So it's cool to see it going wreck. Shout out, Mount. My work is Mountaintop. So if you're going to any New Mexico dispensaries, you should see some Mountaintop products. They kill it, grab something. And we'll have some people on because we're going wreck in the state. And I really think that'll switch a lot of things up. You're going to see the cannabis change us in our state like it did Colorado and all these other places, Vegas. Like, even Arizona is so different now that it has wreck. So interesting. Um, I, I always I feel now too that like uh like a lot of the smoke shops and stuff yeah. like their transition into selling weed is gonna be so simple like that's just like the perfect setup for them like all those shops that are just like hey come buy all of your tobacco and marijuana products yeah. now literally they can have that there so like so. all those smoke shops are just literally gonna be like open mom and pop shops for weed it's i gonna feel be dope. it's gonna be dope you're gonna see a lot of things changing and hopefully we see some like more 420 friendly events because um you know i like to perform for stuff like that i like the cannabis community a lot of thing about our communities here in new mexico whether it be the hip-hop the b-boy breaking scene um because there's only so many b-boys and b-girls and it's, it's like the comedy scene like all of our scenes the bodybuilding scene the cannabis scene are pretty small so anytime that they come together and everybody kind of supports each other, it does so much more for these communities because we need to n- not like cannibalize each other as comedians or as dancers or as wherever artist you may want to like describe yourself as because we have so small, like you said, niches and communities that we have to come together and like build up as much as possible. So that's why I want to use this podcast as a way to bring all these different people in the community different business owners that I've met from um, working in the industry and doing comedy because, you know, with my canteen show, me and Maverick, we've been doing that for, it's going to, I mean, we had a whole year off, of course, because the pandemic, but right in that March of last year, it was supposed to be our two-year anniversary. And for every month, I would print out 1,500 flyers for the show. I'd go to 30, 40 local businesses, and every month I'd drop off these flyers. So you get to know local business owners, um, and we're going to have as many cool, like, different people as we have on. People in the in the bodybuilding industry, you know, and and we'll keep it rocking, bro. Out-of-state comedians, like, when I bring, because that's, I'm going to use the out of, these shows to get the out-of-state homies here. 
So anytime I have an out-of-state homie, we'll have some we'll have some good guests on. We'll keep it rocking. That'd be dope. Uh, that's actually the first time I actually met Maverick. Uh, I saw him. Uh, he went to an open mic. I think it was Kevin okay. Kennedy's. And uh, I was just hanging out there. And I was like, hey, I have a podcast. You want to come check it out? And, dude, he came. Like, yeah. And that was like that was like my first out-of-state comedian well definitely so he's gonna be doing that run with me like i said so july 8th 9th and 10th i got him i was really happy to do that i got him on one show i got him on the el paso show and then booked the other ones so i was like yo bro i got you on four shows when you're coming home and maverick was my first comedy homie in the scene i don't know if you knew that i did my first open mic and the second you know like you said you get hooked so right away this next night i went to another one and I'm sitting all at a table all by myself with my little comedy notebook, you know, your pen. And he had a, Maverick just had always had like natural charisma. He's walking around owning the room and he sees me and he comes and he sits with me. He's like, hey, mind if I take a seat? And I'm like, no, go, go ahead, man. And he's like, what's your name? And we introduce each other. And he's like, ah, oh, how long have you been in comedy? And I was like, this is my second night ever. And he's like, well, you seem pretty serious about it. And I'm like, I really, I've always been a big fan. And he's like, well, if you want to grab breakfast this Saturday and we could talk comedy and just talk shop, let's do that. And I'm like, dude, for sure. So that Saturday, got breakfast with Maverick um, and that and, you know, started doing a show with him and ended up being one of my best friends, closest comedy buddies. And same thing with Josh. Josh was the first person, third open mic, you know, next night. Josh comes up to me after my set and he's and we all started comedy fairly at the same time. Josh right before me maverick maybe a year before us but pretty that's our class right pretty close class and josh came up to me and just said he's like hey man you're really funny and first comedian first person at a mic to ever telling me i'm funny and one of my closest best friends to the day so those will definitely be two of our first guests on and that's the three amigos right there bro nice that's what's up man so I, we're out, and where are we at right now? I know we cruise right through this first episode. Just we're fucking we're we're we killed it. We at thirty eight minutes. Okay, yeah. Let's. I know you had a segment for us. Let's go. Uh, I do want to try this out. Let's see what this okay. this how this goes. Let's go. uh, us being from New Mexico, we also have we also we have hood vibe. We have gangster vibe. We also like to call it cholo vibe. Oh yeah. So dude, we we were growing up with vatos. We know all about the vatos. Oh, yeah. We know all about the fucking whatever gangs they were at that time. So uh, what I did is I used to go out and I used to do a segment called Ask an Essay. Oh, all right. I dig this. So what I would do is I would just film somebody, any random people, and ask them to ask a question to a cholo. I was like, if you were to ask a question to a cholo, what would you ask them? (laughs) So I have a a couple videos here. All right. You're going to be the cholo. Oh, I'm going to be the cholo. Let's go. Yeah. So they're going to ask you a question and you're going to answer it however you want all right let me tap into my north valley roots i did grow up in the north valley i went to garfield middle school <laughs> he's just trying to get that button oh, but take take down that button i, mean, I do button this shirt <laughs> for a reason and this thing i i got bullied by vatos my whole life bro you think i didn't go to middle school with a kid named victor that was 16 years old he drove to middle school dog sixth grade oh, think God. about that right. he had a bald head <laughs> and a mustache and he was 15 and he still got there <laughs> So that is wild, bro. I am used to this vodka. All right, I pull this bad boy up. Let's get this on this end. Uh, Let's see. This is All our right. first guy. This person here. Oh, shit, dude. He looks like he's hunting tortillas. Uh, <laughs> so this guy here is about to ask you a question. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Bad boy right here. If you can ask a cholo or a gangster anything you want to ask him, what would you ask him? 
That's a difficult question. Would you have the confidence to talk to him? Oh, okay. I like the confusion because what do you have? What I, <laughs> 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 he he flipped that question on you is what he did. What he Look is he that. asking himself? Does he have the confidence to ask? Him, I think, oh, that, yeah. yeah. And then you look at that face where he ends on, dude. Oh yeah, he looks. He's like, so confused. Let's, let, we'll go through that question one more time. Let's, let's hear it again. But, let's hear it again. Because obviously this guy just looks like he he looks like little bo- little bear transformed into a person. Um, he who has, just got his first holy communion. And, oh yeah, for sure. And <laughs> you could tell this guy has some Latino roots because that gold chain with a cross on <laughs> right. it. That little circle next to it is definitely the Virgin Mary. Yeah. So he's super Latino. One of the saints, obviously. Or a gangster. Anything you want to ask him, what would you <laughs> ask him? <laughs> Pause it real quick. So if, right when you said you're like a cholo or a gangster, he gave this little head turn. He would look how nervous right? <laughs> he's rolling the tongue in the mouth, bro. Because again, I don't tell him what I'm gonna ask him. Oh yeah. I literally just say like. Because this guy's Latino, but let's be honest, he's like Moriarty Latino. He's like F150. He's not really Impala like downtown Latino. He's uh, more like I still work on a ranch. Like look at that, look at that hat, bro. That hat looks older than New Mexico yeah, itself. Yeah, that bro. looks like he fucking at least shoveled shit a few oh, times. Oh, he looked like he got that hat the battle of the Alamo. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, fucking. Would you have the confidence to go even go ask a cholo a question? I mean, that. Uh, what what is? This it? is the thing. Is honestly like, right? The the what did they say? The higher the socks, the downer the fool. But you have to wait for the vato to come ask you. You have to win over the vato. Uh. The vato. You don't want to just come up to a vato that's straight stone cold chilling because he's not the one with it. You'll know because. There's two different types of vatos, right? There's, there's this southern New Mexico kind of vato. You don't want to. He's like too chill, right? He kind of almost has that. Like, he almost walks around looking like that. Like he just has a, a cheek full of big league up in there. Right. Like, oh yeah, just dipped. I'm yeah. dipping. Where's my fucking water bottle? But at? then you'll see this other vato, and you'll see him because he's moving. He has a lot of hand. He's sh- he's almost dancing. I know he's his head's look. He's looking around a lot because he's looking for someone to talk to. Yeah. He's hype. That's the Vata you want. And he'll usually come up and talk to you. When I was in Roswell, bro, this is how wild and diverse it is. As a, you know, Roswell was very small town. It's a farming town, very rural. Um, but there's also, there's always going to be Vatos in New Mexico everywhere you go. Dude. And my front table, there was the two best kind of Vatos. There was the classic, you know, there's like the thick boy Vato, bald head, big white t-shirt, like similar chains, right? Big, big chain. Nike Cortez, right? He had anchor blue pants on. I don't even know where you get those anymore. <laughs> and then they had my favorite Vato next to him, which is like the fancy Vato, right? He was like, he had like the tight black and like shirt with a gold accents, like an old school affliction looking shirt. Oh, okay. The, like the tighter pants, the dress shoes and a fedora. And in one of my acts, I kind of describe a guy like that. And I made him stand up and they were having so much fun. They were with a chola chick with hoop earrings. They were doing it all. And after the show, that guy came up to not me, came up to my dad because I was selling merch. And he's like, oh, you his dad. He's all, you guys are so down, bro. He's let me buy you some drinks. Eh? He, <laughs> bought, bro, he bought my dad like three shots, dog. This box, sh- dog. <laughs> so the thing is, you got, you have to have the confidence, but you also have to like that Vato wants to approach you, bro. Yeah. It's like it's like a rabid dog. Like you wait for it to come up to you. You don't just run up to yeah. a Rottweiler. I don't care if I love all dogs. Yeah, even yeah. a Chihuahua in the hood. You I'm don't not want trying to fuck with that shit. Dog. That shit gives you fucking yeah. bad 
That's scratches. a lot, though, bro. This guy's definitely on his way to Home Depot for some concrete mix, for All sure. Right. I got. I actually have a quite a bit of them, but we'll save them yeah. for a bunch of other episodes. Let's do this. I got, sure. But what I got one more for you, okay? Let's do one more. Uh, one are more. you ready for yeah, this one? For sure. All right. <laughs> if you can ask a cholo or a gangster anything you want to ask them, what would you ask them? <laughs> oh, dude, where's the best Generation X store to get some dickies around here, brother? That's how you connect with your bottles right there. <laughs> ask them where the Gen X store is, ask them about dickies, and ask them about lowriders. You're in. Oh, <laughs> oh man. I forgot I had those, too. I, I, oh. I asked quite a bit of you guys, too, so I have quite a bit of the comedians, Ooh. too. <laughs> That is always so I, weird. I did not expect to see that myself was on camera at all. That's a first oh, episode, bro. baby. That's oh, what you call gosh. first episode. Got me going up the first one. No, it's always for as much as we do this, for as much as we're on a microphone, whether it's um, being on podcast, doing a podcast, doing mics, shows. When you see yourself unexpectedly, unexpectedly in a video, it still throws you off. <laughs> but I hey. I'm not wrong, and I'm gonna tell you right. I drove past a Gen X store, and that's how you know you're in real Vato territory because they're in the hood. If there's only Gen Xs in the hood, our Gen X is in the war zone. Yeah, I've seen it before. I'm just like, oh great. Yeah, right. I think it's like San Pedro and Zuni. I'm like, not it's going. A, yeah, that's hood, bro. And you could get. Yeah, you know it's so hood because it's right next to an Audio Express. Oh yeah, they sell <laughs> Suavecito there. They still sell Loke sunglasses. <laughs> I'm sure you could get homie little figurines. If you've there you ever go, homies, dude. If you are true old school like my age latino i'm you know i'm in my 30s so not that old but we used to collect those homies go to the flea market that's real bought those shit gen some, x i'm not wrong gen x dickies and lowriders oh gosh bro that was it, man. i still didn't ask anything though <laughs> yo so you know what i want to do definitely um is, Give, yeah go ahead is when my pops comes on he's the most old school vato that i know okay and uh, I definitely want to have him on as like a re- returning guest because I feel like a series with him would just be fun. Yeah, dude. We'll have to do a specific series just with him and uh, show him some of these videos because he has the best answers, bro. Oh, really? You know, you know, my dad's so, you know, we grew up in Santa Fe, which is, you know, our capital, but it's still a smaller city. Not only know? that, Santa Fe is the oldest capital even before the United States. Even before. So oldest capital Fuck, in dude, the country, ever. predating the country. It's predating everything. So, um, yeah, I love, I love historical things, like side tangent, just real quick, but historical things about New Mexico like that. Um, we have so much old history, so many different, um, so many different tribes and pueblos, like, I love learning stuff from about like from native stuff about Josh's Navajo culture to older stuff. My dad tells me about Santa Fe. You know they have a school for the deaf out there. That yeah, they have, they have some really unique things. I think they're uh, mascots the deaf leopards. Uh, <laughs> I was actually gonna reference that. I was like, I heard that somewhere. <laughs> oh damn! And um, but you know I think they have like one of the oldest houses in yeah. the country, something like that. But. I love just our state term, right? Land of enchantment. And it's not just because we have a beautiful state, but it's like we have so much history and like ancient stories and enchanted things. And, you know, Josh talking about skinwalkers to all of our old history. So fucking aliens, dude. Yeah. To Roswell and aliens. And so hopefully we could get some, you know, some people from all different like cities to just talk about like their culture and 
my pops and tune in on some of these Vato videos because that's where I really think will be like a lot of fun for sure. Yeah, now look, go out more, get some more footage. I mean, it's yeah, pandemic time, dude. Yeah, we'll definitely get some like on the street segments. I live right downtown Albuquerque, so we'll do some fun stuff. We'll go out on Sundays when they're cruising and we'll film some stuff because I think it'll be cool to showcase like our culture a little bit. I don't think a lot of people realize how unique New Mexico is and everything's different from our Sunday cruising to the cars that come out and our lowrider culture to our food like our food is so specific to only our state and a lot of people think New Mexico foods like Mexican food nah 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 Mexican food and New Mexican food are way different so I would love to get different restaurant owners different um, you know some of our food trucks we have some amazing food trucks one of my favorite uh, co- you know I'm a coffee fanatic y'all see my stories I could go from one coffee shop to another so we'll keep like going and I want to get some like coffee owners because our little scene here, like our niche scenes, our coffee scene, our brewer scene, our food scene is so unique. We have great food trucks popping up, turning into restaurants. I live right above one of them. Um, so hopefully we'll get some of these business owners in to just see what's going on in New Mexico because with Netflix coming here, Amazon coming here, the Facebook studio in Las, um, Las Lunas, 30 minutes away. We are such a growing city. I want to broadcast and showcase as much of that as possible and have some really cool guests on. So that'll be one of the things that we showcase in this Fiend City podcast along with this adventure of me and Angel Lopez. Give a few more uh, shout outs and let people know where they can find you. Um, also plug those dates in one more time. And yeah, let's do that. So, of course... Our first sponsor, we want to b- give a big thank you to Peterson Properties. They do a ton of commercial real estate, so check them out. If you're a business owner and you need somewhere to set up shop, check out Peterson Properties. That's our first sponsor. Thank you to them. Of course, I want to be- my biggest thank you is to you, Angel. Follow him on Instagram, MuseMeTV or Me Studios. So big thank you to you, dog. This is not possible without you. He's my co-host, my producer, my editor. So this is my right-hand man along this adventure we take in this podcast. Um, my best friends in comedy, Maverick and Josh, we're going to try to get those guys on right away. I'm very proud to see my classic comedians growing. My friends in Arizona, Reese, Luis, um, you know, Reese Munez, Luis Alvarez, my friends in Colorado, everybody doing their thing. Texas, we got Joey Johnson. So I see this classic comedians, and I want to use this to showcase all my friends, business owners here in town. Um, so... Big shout out. My next date is uh, July 26th, next Saturday. Comedy for Recovery. Look at my Instagram for details. Zacabeta Comedy. I have another show the next night. Red Velvet Underground. Psychedelic Psycho with Tom Bomb. That's gonna be a. That's gonna be another weird one. I'm not, I don't even know what that entails. I just know there's gonna be some mushrooms and some ladies with that uh, feather. In their are you hat so wait? You sure. are doing it, gonna do the. I'm trip? gonna be on the show. I don't exactly. No, that's the pur- that's the purpose of the show is the trip. Yeah, well, I might be calling <laughs> in the work Monday. We'll <laughs> <see>. <laughs> <laughs> I've been trip since I was in college and being a lobo. It still sounds so, crazy though. It sounds like it would be a fun experience. We'll see what it entails, brother. If anything, I might just take fifty milligrams, you know, five hundred millis of edibles. And I just don't like how it's at the red velvet though. That's kind like, of weird. I'm yeah. not it's trying. I'm not trying yeah. to go into this dark hole of an a abyss. Place. If you like red velvet it's the weirdest venue <laughs> carpet a- on the walls <laughs> chandeliers it looks like the jokers hang out it looks like somewhere you get beat into a slytherin game right. marilyn manson's um, yeah it looks like it's owned by the crypt- yeah it's owned by the crypt keeper it's a weird place <laughs> you can keep going the list goes on gosh but i you know what it's a place to do comedy it's still saturday that's night where showcase. you do it that's where we be at a saturday nights if i'm in town i'm usually at red velvet um 
Yeah, so the very next week, July 8th, El Paso, Texas, I'll be headlining out there at Mona Bar. So any uh, any of the Southern homies, please come out, Las Cruces homies. I'd love to see some of the hip-hop family. Um, that, that should be fun. That's my first time in El Paso. I've never been to El Paso. I've actually never performed in that area. So I'm hyped to go out there and headline a show right away and hopefully make some good connections off that. July 9th, the very next day, we're going to be at Cities of Gold for our second show. The first one was... It was so ridiculously good. It's gonna be hard to top, but I brought a, a lineup that's like, it's there's something for everyone. Everyone's a killer. The first show we had on Josh, uh, Josh Fournier, Robert Buckty Gibson, and Steph Darnell, which is hard to beat because those are three headliners and they all did their thing and the audience was lit. But I also got three more heavy hitters coming out, um, and Josh is on the lineup again because anytime I could put that dude on a show, he'll be there. Um, that's July 9th, Cities of Gold Casino, just north of Santa Fe. And then July 10th, Saturday, right on Santa Fe Plaza at the Apothecary Lounge. We're going to be doing two shows, 7 and 9 p.m. Um, we got Sarah Kennedy on that one, Cody Dove, Maverick, and Luis Powell, some of, out, some of New Mexico's best. Um, so you don't want to miss these shows. They're going to be great. In August, I'm going to start touring. I'll be in Colorado again. Um, I have a Farmington show that I'm going to be doing at their casino. But we're going to be doing more episodes, so follow along for more dates. Um, we have our email, Fiend City Podcast. So send us questions. Anything. Yeah, send literally. us anything. Send us some links to some videos. Yeah. Like That's one thing. We didn't really do that uh, this episode, but we'll be reacting to videos. Anything we think that's yeah. just funny or going on, pop culture. So that's our our uh, email, Fiend City Podcast. Hit us up with questions, uh, music, anything, anything that you want us to answer, we'll we'll tap in. We'll get into it for sure. And then my Instagram, Zachabeta Comedy. Find me on Facebook, Zachabeta. And this is first hour flew by. I can't wait to rock with you on hell. That's gonna be fun, man. Let's do some more. This All is right. gonna be up soon, everybody. Hope All you guys right. enjoy. Peace. Fiend City Podcast. Let's go. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm.